Okay, thank you all for coming. Um, my name is Jason Walsh and I'm a correspondent, foreign correspondent for an American newspaper, which is what we used to call a job, but now we call unemployment. So hopefully these two gentlemen will have something to tell us all about how to get some more work. We have two interesting speakers. Both of them will speak for about five, ten minutes. Then I'll ask a few general questions and throw it up into the floor. First of all, to my immediate left, we have Peter Murdo, who's currently a reporter, but in his quarter of century at the Irish Times has been opinion editor, foreign editor, and many uh, other desk editors. Uh, this is Emmett Ryan, who I know from <coughs> other life, but he's a tech commissioning editor at the uh, Sunday Business Post. So uh, we'll open first with Peter, I think, and uh, then uh, he'll speak for 10 minutes, then Emmett, and then we'll start taking some questions from the floor. Hello. Uh, Thank you for inviting me here, uh, Jared, and for giving me a steer uh, last night when I rang you up as to uh, what I should talk about. Um, Seamus talked about wisdom. I'm not sure if I'll impart any wisdom, but I hope um, perhaps a little bit of the benefit of, of working uh, as a desk editor for many years, which uh, I did until last uh, July 12 months, when I finally managed to extract myself and get back to, to reporting. Uh, some of that experience may be uh, maybe of, of assistance. Um, I can see that the, the audience is diverse in terms of uh, age groups and uh, I realise that much of what I'll say is perhaps um, uh, teaching grandmothers to suck eggs in terms of those of you who are, who are established freelancers and for that I apologise but I, I, I hope that the, 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 uh, the younger among you uh, may find some of what I say uh, useful. I'm just going to talk in a, in a fairly unstructured way. I'm not going to make a, a, a speech as such. Um, but after talking to Jared, I jotted down a few things. He talked about do's and don'ts, what the Irish Times wants, and what have you. And so with that in mind, I mean, the first, the first uh, thing I wrote down was being relevant. Um, when you approach uh, a commissioning editor with either a news story or a, a news feature, uh, or a, a slightly more discursive feature, perhaps related to something uh, contemporary, uh, it, it must be relevant. Uh, we're not interested in uh, Egyptology. We're interested in, in the now. And uh, the sort of uh, uh, things that will find an ear when you contact a commissioning editor will be something that's uh, a news feature that's supporting something in the news now, uh, or that's a discursive, more uh, uh, background, explanatory uh, type piece. Uh, an interview with... Uh, a person uh, who, who's very much caught up in something that's happening now or somebody who was caught up in something similar in the past and who can, whose story can cast relevance on something that's in the news now. Or an interview with a key player who's absolutely involved in something now. And jotting those, those down there this morning before I left the office, the first thing that's leapt into my mind, OK, what's that story today? And it would be the Marie Cahill story and the controversy swirling around Sinn Féin and I would say that there isn't a news editor in the country if you approached him or her and said, I have spoken to X number of other people who say, tell a story like Maria Cahill's. They will leap at you uh, with open arms. So that's the sort of hard news, very, uh, very of the now uh, uh, story that a, a freelancer, a really good freelancer, a very hard thing for a, a person starting out to do, to have the sort of context that might produce such a story. Perhaps somebody... Uh, a bit longer in the tooth, whose clocked up uh, contacts would be able to wheedle out that story. But I think any freelancer who came up with uh, anything like that would be uh, greeted with open arms. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, other advice I would give, I've jotted down here, and this is, I think, particularly Irish Times, but I, I don't say that to, to uh, denigrate any other media outlet. I just know this is something that commissioning editors in the Times uh, have had drummed into them over the years, and that's to be measured, be accurate. Um, your credibility must not stretch ours. Uh, any freelancer who produced something that a paper accepted which falls apart uh, a day or two or three later uh, will find it very difficult to claw back the damage to their own credibility that that, that has done. Um, as, I, as I sort of got older and got more grumpy old mannish uh, in my uh, desking days, uh, <coughs> being a good writer started to mean more and more and more to me as I got older. And uh, in absolutely classic grumpy old man mode, there are particular words that really uh, grate with me. One on our own front page this morning, we have somebody refuting something, which is to, to, to disprove it or to prove it another way, uh, when in fact the writer meant reject. Um, we also regularly call people legends. Uh, King Arthur was a legend, Brian O'Driscoll isn't. Um, <laughs> so. So I personally placed quite a, a, a lot on, on just ac uh, good writing, just decent writing uh, and uh, uh, accurate writing, correct use of words. Being a self-starter, I think, is particularly important for uh, freelancers and particularly for somebody starting out in a career who is uh, uh, taking that uh, long and sometimes, I think, lonely road of freelancing. Uh, being a self-starter for a young person is critical and there was, I, I was at a discussion like this um, about two or three years ago in Trinity. There were a number of, of students, uh, absolutely wide-eyed, enthusiastic, keen, really wanting to do it. And one of those was a, a young woman called Keelan Hogan, who approached me afterwards. And she seemed rather plausible and intelligent and all of that. And I said, you know, off you go, have a go. You know, do, do get in touch with me when you come up with something. And so she, she started going off around the world. And we started reporting from Syria, from Lebanon, um, and she ended up, I think about a year ago, doing a Columbia uh, a School of Journalism Masters, then got an internship in the Washington Post, and passed through Dublin the other day on her way to Nigeria. And she's terrific, and I claim no credit for her in that sense. The credit is down to her. She knew what she wanted to do. She got out and she did it. And the foreign area is one of those areas that I think freelancers uh, um, can can achieve on perhaps easier than at home when you're up against people like me the staffers in in all media outlets you're up against news editors who have a who have a a, a palette if you like and they know that John does this and Mary does that and Peter does this and the bases are covered so you're fighting against as a freelancer you're fighting against those established people but in in foreign stories it's easier, in one sense, to go somewhere where a newspaper doesn't have somebody but there's something interesting going on. So I would encourage people to do that. Um, the key thing uh, for uh, all journalists always is contacts. And for a freelancer, more than a staffer, the key thing is contacts within the media. So know your news editor, know your features editor, know what they like, they don't like. Um, don't bombard them uh, with emails. Don't send an email and ring up two minutes later to say, did you get my email? It drives everybody bananas. And it is what um, PR companies uh, tends to do. Um, just on the future, just touching what um, Shane <coughs> said about technology. Um, 
I'm in my early 60s now and I find what's happened in the last couple of years actually quite difficult to, to, to cope with simply because it is harder for an old dog to learn new tricks. But there is no doubt at all that when I started out, really, if you had a bit of shorthand, you could get away without it, but not tell anybody, but you needed a bit of shorthand. And so long as you could type with two fingers, you were okay. Now, I mean, I have found myself uh, uh, doing audio work in the Irish Times, making films, just back from Gallipoli, where I spent a substantial amount of a week around there actually shooting myself making films it sounds bizarre and using an iPhone to do it that sort of multi um, skilling multi multitasking is going to increase enormously and uh, I would say to younger dogs to uh, to embrace it and, and to, to, to really use it because it's it's where it's where newspapers are going this merging of what I would have regarded years ago essentially as broadcasting skills and and uh, writing skills are merging into a, a, a seamless sort of um, a package that is necessary for a journalist to be able to 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 fire off different platforms as they call it now and and address different audiences in different ways but tweaking the same story uh, for those different platforms. So I hope some of that's uh, been a little helpful. I'll, I'll, uh, I won't hug the stage and hand over to others now. I'm happy to sort of chat things through and answer questions if I, if I can be of assistance and tell you more about uh, pitching, particularly the Irish Times and, and uh, any information you have. So thanks a lot.